Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including uh, sometimes The Legend of Korra, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Sam Quattro. Hi. Today, Sam and I are talking uh, Turf Wars Part 3, The Legend of Korra Turf Wars Part 3, the third and final part of the Turf Wars graphic novel slash comic that we have been discussing here at the Overly Animated Podcast. We previously talked about Turf Wars Part 1 and 2, and you can find those podcasts at OverlyAnimated.com or or on our iTunes, OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, or on YouTube where you can subscribe to not miss any of our podcasts at OverlyAnimated.com slash YouTube. Um, yeah, we were previously, uh, from the spirit world. That's, that's us. And we used to talk about wow. Avatar and Korra all the time. Um, and, uh, so we are very passionate about these shows and, uh, continuing to talk about Korra here in its graphic novel form. The very exciting, uh, conclusion to Turf Wars. We'll be getting into everything about Korasami and the rest of this, uh, comic. So make sure you've read Turf Wars. Um, and by the way, if you want to find old from the Spirit World podcast, you can do so at overlyanimated.com slash FTSW slash feed. That is the link. There's, it's an you sure you want to direct them to that? I mean, if you want, if you want to check it out, like, cause Dong Bufang does not exist anymore. Um, people ask That's me that true. all the time. It is gone. So yeah, overlyanimated.com slash FTSW slash feed to find all the podcasts. Anyway. Okay. So let's talk about, uh, Turf Wars part three, once again, written by Mike and, uh, art by Irene Ko, uh, among a few other people as well. So, uh, Sam, uh, yeah. the highly anticipated conclusion. Um, what uh, are you? It, it was it was a letdown it was uh, the, your overall thoughts it was a letdown overall or this yeah. conclusion the conclusion why why i don't because it's just like it goes into a bunch of stuff and i'm like this is boring and you're not giving me the content tm i want but then again you know they have to have a story and <sighs> i don't know dude it's just i mean i i felt rather confused and unattached to the story, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say. Okay, I mean, I think that's fair. So, what what is the content you want from this? Well, obviously, we all want more Korasami. We want to know more about LGBT issues in the Legend of Korra universe. We want to know about that kind of stuff. But you're giving me like some lady and some dude, <laughs> some dragon la- dude. Yeah, who's like trying to kill everybody and like the spirit portals again and like they ended on such a moot point because oh they're basically back where they're exactly where they started with that kind of thing yeah you you weren't you weren't blown away by the stunning plot movement in the the spirit portal stays there (laughs) no i wasn't doesn't that speak well to cora as an avatar i guess that's a uh that's a serious uh discussion topic but uh she she got her way and uh she did stays yeah. yeah yeah but you but you want did you so you wanted more Korasami, but also just uh the back to part one of discussion of uh like the history of uh queer people in the avatar world. exactly that is exactly what sam wanted also the political stuff wasn't that bad um you know i do enjoy julie's little uh plot of her becoming the president spoilers um and like you know the downfall of raiko etc cetera, etc cetera. that kind of stuff was good I don't enjoy Dragon Man. Yes, Tokuga. Is that his name? Yeah, <laughs> yes, they say it a few times in the, okay. in, in the comic. Tokuga, the guy with the, the face, the half face. The I thought it was Kyoga, but I guess that's somebody else. Kyoga, I don't know who that is. <laughs> we also have Kaum, um, so he's the uh, the guy Asami's imprisoned with. 
Um, and yeah, we, whoever we, that guy is. I don't yeah, remember. And then we have the campaign advisor, who I do not remember his name, and it was not stated in this comic again. Uh, it was stated previously. Um, yeah. So, okay, we'll, we'll get into this. I, I guess I'll be positive here. I, I did it. I really enjoyed uh, Tur- the part three of Turf Wars, and I just really enjoyed Turf Wars as a whole. Um, I definitely agree that the highlights of this part are the Korosami sections, and then the uh, rest of the plot is hit or miss um but in general i guess this part three was kind of just all an action climax to the plot that we had going here and yeah tokuga is boring and inconsequential um but there's enough going on with the characters that we care about which i feel like is the main thing it's like uh seeing the people that we're attached to um doing things that impact them in a significant way so it's like it's not about tokuga it's about like how it's impacting Korra and asami um, and in that, and in that regard, I definitely think it, it succeeded. Uh, like I, I, I hope future core properties, um, can tap into more interesting plot lines than, uh, the triads in Republic city. Um, I, like, I, you know, we, we've talked probably in the first two about this enough that, uh, this is not the direction we, we would have taken it, um, back to kind of the boring parts of season one. Uh, but I think given what we were doing, I think it, it succeeded. And I think most importantly, the Kora and Asami moments were excellent in, in this part three, although maybe less, uh, on, in, in some than the previous two parts, um, like less, mm-hmm. less, uh, Korosami going on. Um, and I think maybe solely because of that, it would be my least favorite of the three. Uh, just because there's no kiss in here, um, in this entire part three, there's, uh, this incredible, I love you moment at the end. Um, but other than that, there's not a lot. So there's more to life than kissing your girlfriend. I understand that. (laughs) So I've heard, but yeah, it just harkens back to like the really boring stuff that was in book one. Like who cares about the triple threat triads or the creeping crystals or like random gang of the week. Yeah. What do you think of my point, though, that there's enough other stuff going on? Like you mentioned the the Julie election. Um, you know, there's the airbenders at the spirit portal. Maybe if we don't find the spirit portal itself interesting, there's the airbenders there and there's uh, General Iroh. Um, was, you know, was there enough there to at least keep you entertained upon reading it for the I first time? I feel like it was too much. Too much like things happening? Too, yeah, too much stuff happening. Because what? OK, so what is it like 70 or so pages? So you have, like, the core and Asami stuff, um, you have the campaign stuff, you have the gang stuff, and you have the Iroh, Airbenders, etc. stuff, along with whatever else there is happening. And I feel like four plot lines for that is just, you're jamming too much into a small book. Yeah, into an 80-page comic where there's not a lot of text, yeah. Yeah, and it just, it doesn't, it just feels really cluttered and, like, there's too much happening. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I think oh, I think they integrated it very well. Like, I think this is a well-written finale by Mike, and they all really played in. Um, like, there are sections where it's like this is happening, and then this is happening next to it, and then this other button is happening right next to it. But I do, and it's like okay, that's kind of weird that they're just all um, like generally when everything kind of converges in the spirit portal, it's like it's like oh, everything's just happening here, I guess, and that's convenient. But um, I think it's I think it's like uh, written it's it's all integrated and written very well um even if uh there's not a lot of time to focus on some of really i guess any plot line not no specific plot line gets a ton of coverage here it kind of reminds me of the ending of avatar and how there was like 
how many different plot lines happening in that. I don't even remember. Yeah, I think I think this is a little bit how Mike writes finales. So I yeah. think I think it it's fits. just like constant like flashing to like, oh, here's where these guys are, here's where these guys are, blah 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 blah. Yeah. So And I guess the question, of course, with the entirety of Turf Wars is like Mike, clearly a brilliant television writer, um, like did that translate to graphic novel form? Um, Maybe. And yeah, I think that I, we're hearing some differing opinions about that. Um, you know, so you seem like tepid on overall how Turf Wars is written. I'm very tepid on everything. <laughs> In general. Um, yep. I'm, I'm pretty positive on how Mike wrote this uh, graphic novel, but I do think that it could, there, there's like a version of this that is better. Um, and um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with the overall point that we didn't really focus in on what, in my opinion, what was the most interesting thing of, of the entirety of Turf Wars was the section in part one where we where we talk about the history of um, how the different nations um, handle queer rights. And uh, like that was and Kaya talking to them about that. That was like the most and uh, interesting, engaging, well done, like passage in the entirety of the three parts of Turf Wars. And we just don't go to that again. Um, and I think like the reason is because it, you, the way Turf Wars is written is as like an episode of TV where like the ending is the action stuff happening and it's the climax. It's like the climactic act three. Um, so like, I, you know, I get the structure of that. It is just a little unsatisfying though, because I de- definitely think part one was my favorite of the three, um, solely for that reason. And also from like the initial, uh, Kurosami in the spirit world moments. Um, so it's a little, it's a little frustrating that it's been a little bit of a downward trajectory. Yeah, maybe we'll get into all that history stuff in like a chibi comic or something, because history is only for lightheartedness. Chibi comic? School time yep. shipping core edition? Yep. Do you think we're getting that? No. No. <laughs> but I really don't. Yeah, it was announced, or I don't know, it's semi-announced that we will be getting more Korra comics um, to come, more more choreographic novels. They will be written by Mike, not uh, not drawn by Irene Co., but written by Rip. Mike. Um, which I think if you, your reaction to that news will either be good or bad, depending on how you think Mike wrote Turf Wars. Um, like if you're one of the people that thinks like his writing doesn't translate that well to graphic novel form, you might be a little bit frustrated that he's writing it again. I, my response is like, how can you be too frustrated that, you know, the, the, the co-creator of Avatar and Korra is writing the, the, the sequels to the, 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 like the sequel stories in comic form to the show. Um, but I do get that, um, a more like comic specific writer uh there's there's like a world in which that's it's handled better with with that person instead of mike or they may be co-writing with mike i don't know um yeah shrug yeah it's still there's a lot of like great ground to cover and i think like let's dive into the Korosami stuff here in turf wars part three i think that's like the main thing we want to talk about um because uh i i think that uh this ending while not necessarily depending on what you thought would happen as climactic as uh as one might think for Korosami um is an incredible door to future explorations of Korosami in Legend of Korra post show um canon like whether it be for the future comics maybe we'll do novels recently we got an Avatar uh, Kyoshi novel announced uh, just a, just a novel yeah, uh, it, yeah, a novel and then a sequel novel, and uh, uh. 
Yeah, and maybe we'll get Korra novels. That has not been said, but yeah, maybe we'll eventually we'll get the Korra, the Korasami book. Um, that would be great. But yeah, basically like this ending. This um, Korra has been um, nervous to tell Asami um, that uh, that she, that she loves her, and at the end, I love you, Asami. I love you too. Um, in, in front of the spirit portal, while uh, newly newly minted president president elect uh, Julie is quoting Aang. <laughs> who apparently is quoting the lion turtle from the Avatar series finale. Um, so I guess Aang stole that quote um, or retold it. And uh, just a gorgeous final page for Turf Wars Part 3 and the entire Turf Wars collection of this I love you moment between Gort and Asami. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I felt less invested in that because, hmm. Is it too early to say I love you? I feel like uh, most people's reaction is going to be like, "What? That's it? Only I love you? Aren't we? Aren't we past that at this point?" I don't know. That's the thing. Like, the eng- so okay. Did you at all expect an engagement here? No, because it's too early for that. <laughs> Not you hauling in together, people. Come on. But no, the I love you stuff, it's like, well, okay, they have known each other for, like, four or five years, whatever, and they were frenemies, and then they were friends, and then Cora just, like, peaced out for three years, and they still wrote each other. I, I guess, you know, I love you is according Right, I, I think the, so. It's it, yeah. So the it's the same like uh, argument of here. If it's like, oh, is this too early? Is, you know, it's because this is just like very soon after the end of the show. Like we're still pretty pretty quickly. Um, I mean, it's unclear how much time has passed, but it's definitely like the uh, adventure that directly preceded um, the end of Korra. Like we saw them in the Spirit World vacation. We saw exa- immediately when they came back them jumping into the events of Turf Wars. So it is pretty soon after um, they just start uh, dating or informally dating. At, at the end of Korra. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's like a really natural progression. So I, I think maybe it's initially underwhelming to see just, I love you, um, instead of this like epic kiss or this epic proposal. But I think that we're really on theme with what Korasami is in this time period of their lives. And the end of the show, the end of Korra it pre- is the beginnings of a relationship. I've talked about this like a million times, like, um, like they're, you know, maybe they don't, get to kiss because of uh, Nick standards in uh, whatever year that was, but um, it's uh, 2014. Was it 2014, Corey? 2013? It was. It was 2014. Still not that long ago, honestly. I mean, like on one hand, it's like a long time ago, but on the other hand, it's still 2014. It's not that long. Uh, I can't believe. Four four years. Yeah, that's, it feels like longer. What do you think? I was just, I've been thinking about this with some um, recent television events uh, that I will not share here. Let's just say it has to do with Adventure Time and Steven Universe. But it does kind of feel like a long time ago in terms of that. And like, you know, where we personally in are in, in our lives. Like, you know, I was a junior in college and like still living with my sister and blah, 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 blah. And now I'm not. And that's like huge shift yeah it's it's a it's a large 
portion relative to to the points in our in our lives and then getting get to 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 what you said in terms of we've had uh, events on TV recently in uh, Steven Universe um other shows uh, Adventure Time other shows as well where we've gotten like these breakthrough uh queer moments that uh, we like literally just through the, broke through this this kiss barrier and uh in the same sex main character kiss barrier on on uh, kids animation we broke through the kiss ceiling everybody ceiling. good job and so this is uh like it's a new kind of age uh, that we're that we're entering here, and uh, Cora, like even two years ago, was a long time with that. So Cora, like four years ago, is especially a long time ago. Um, yeah. It's definitely frustrating to look back, but like think of, back to back to what I was saying before, in that um, it's like the beginnings of their relationship. Like this is the moment where they like really just come together at the end of the show, and then Turf Wars presents the the immediate aftermath of that, like them like uh fa- like f- falling in love um, as 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 a couple. Um, like being like uh, being two people like maybe they're Aww. in love with each other before that but like actually like understanding who each other uh, is as a pair and functioning as a pair um, and I think that's a big reason why the climax of this really works for me is that they they are fighting together on the blimp um, I think it's a really important thing they fought they've uh, fought together I feel like throughout turf wars even though and like even though we're we capture Sami at the end of two and she's um, captured for part of this. Like that doesn't last that long. And uh, is, is Cora is, is there fighting alongside her and we see each of them and like what they contribute to that. Um, so like, this is the, like it's, it's them like uh, their beginnings as a couple. And this is the moment where they're like, yeah, we're, we're in love. So I think it's like a really, I think it like makes a ton of sense in the arc of Korasami. And I think it's um really, I think it's really beautiful. I think this, this last page is, is fantastic. Like regardless, even if the rest of this comic was trash, which it's not. It's it's good. Yeah, it's not trash, Dylan. It's, gosh, it's yeah. Who said that? Um, you did. I know. But even like th- this last page alone is worth everything. <laughs> I feel like uh, like as much as you might be disappointed by Turf Wars, like just look at this last page. This is this is uh, everything we've been hoping for, isn't it? Isn't this like th- I feel like Turf Wars as a whole, by the way, far far exceeded our expectations before it started. Um, like. The fact that in the first part they kissed and then talked about uh, the queer rights in the Avatar world, like we never thought that would be possible. I feel like an official Nick comic form. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think it's continued from there. More kisses in part two, and then I love you to each other, and uh, in part three, and them just being the the fulcrum of the entire uh, series. Like I think, like again, one of the main a reason that it ultimately succeeds even if you find it a little bit underwhelming i think a reason turf wars ultimately succeeds it's so structured around korasami korasami's relationship and the two characters and it keeps that throughout the entire thing like i think this part three is uh completely structured around the two of them i mean um even when they're separated uh cora and both of them are just talking to everyone else about the other one it's like oh you're i, I heard that your girlfriend's now like oh your girlfriend. guy is so like, annoying stop talking about your girlfriend that's all they do in this in this part three i think it's God, fantastic if you were friends with cora sami be like okay just like be with her yeah Except, it, you know sami was held prisoner so that can't happen yeah, but uh, even Asami is a prisoner, just talking to her captor about her girlfriend, Cora. I mean, she, he, he, Tokugo brings it up. He says, how noble of you to defend your girlfriend. And she's um, like, what? How did you know? Yeah, it's supposed to He's be a like, plot. He's like, I had eyes on your building. Yeah, I saw you I saw you kiss. I was uh, creeping on that. Um, but, wow, yeah. that's... That's disgusting. Don't 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 bring that up. That's literally what happened. But yeah, it's I it's know. I know, but like even uh, I I think it's like I also I want to say I think it's really validating. Um, I mean, you could speak more to this to see uh, the use of girlfriends and the constant referrals to them dating. 
um, throughout this comic. I think just like uh, there's there's two instances of girlfriend here. Tokyo says it later. Um, Asami says, get your slimy scales off my girlfriend. Um, yeah. I also just think I could have never imagined like a Nick property like using girlfriend like that. Um, like even that's like shocking on it. Like, and to be fair, none of like Steven Universe or anything uses like girlfriend. Like that's not a term that's been used. I feel like ever. Um, no, in, any, in any kids show, mm-hmm. which is a, I mean a problem, a thing we need to break through. But it's more just like you show them together. You don't even refer to. No one says I'm gay either. Um, but yeah, just like I mean, this, this is another form of that saying girlfriend. And I think that's just incredible. Like I feel like this comic really fires on all cylinders in terms of like good representation. I think this is a key component, like saying girlfriend, like several times like this. I agree. Now that you have brought up points about it. Um, so now that you bring it up, like I'm, I am noticing like there is kind of like a girlfriend ceiling and like, mm-hmm. uh, orientation ceiling and like announcing labels, if you will, because uh, none of that happens. Like, no, we we ha- we are very um, I don't know. We're moving forward in terms of like physical affection and that kind of thing, but less so in words. Yeah. And it kind of feels like flip flop. Like maybe we should have done the words first. But I I'm not a TV exec. Yeah, it's it's we it is weird. I think both are very important. Um, I, I I totally agree. Uh, but you know, for a lot of younger people, it's like you find the words before the affection. I would say that's how it was for me. And for a lot of other people, I know you find, you know, the label you identify as, or you like have a word of like, I want her to be my girlfriend or whatever before you, you know, hold hands, kiss them, etc. And to not have that reflected in media is kind of eh. But then again, having the physical affection part is super important as well because you can kind of see yourself in the future having that with somebody as a younger person or an older person like me, of course. Yeah, but, I, yeah. Bo- bo- both. Yeah, I mean, I think both both very important. I think that I, you're the the thing you're describing definitely speaks to like the modern. I feel like uh, internet experience of of this. Um, and uh, we are in the modern internet area era, Dylan. Yeah, as as we are discussing on a podcast, yes. And yep. uh, but yeah, I mean, we have uh, yeah, no 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 one says says girlfriend in the show. But like, here's what here's what Turf Wars does, and it's convincing. Uh, let like let's reacclimate as to why this is like incredible representation. We have like multiple kisses. We have an I love you at the end here. We have a uh, discussing queer history in the Avatar world. And we also have uh, coming out to Cora's parents and dealing with the like uncomfortable culture of, uh, of, of what her, his, her dad is presenting and then a reconciliation with her dad at the end of this um, in terms of that. Um, it's, they, they say, they say girlfriend, there's references to them dating. We, we see the, their ex boyfriend's reaction to this here. Um, we see everyone talking about them, uh, and, uh, and like how they're, they're dating now and reacting to that. We see, uh, the, their, uh, lesbian aunt Kaya and, uh, her talking to them about being gay. Um, really, it's just an incredible amount of fantastic things that, uh, we don't see, uh, anywhere else in, uh, kids media still. Very true. Yeah. So like that, that's to me, like this is why Spirit Wars a resounding, like incredible success and tells the story structured around Koronasami does all of this in, in the context of a theoretically exciting plot. Um, although I do think like these moments that I'm talking about overshadow the plot throughout, 
which would be the, the negative side, I guess. But yeah, let's, I guess, let not lose sight of all these incredible things we do. The girlfriend thing is one thing. I mentioned the um, reconciliation with Tonrak at the end. Um, he says, uh, you and Asami have my support no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Dad. Jeez, it only took you like me almost dying again because, you know, that happens a lot for you yeah. to say that. As the avatar does happen a lot. Um, yeah, were you, uh, what, what did you, were you happy that, that Tonrak uh, said this? Did you, uh, have you forgiven him? Not really. Yeah. Because he was uh, like, I know that our traditions can be emotionally stifling, but I want you to know that Asami and you have my trust or whatever, my support, no matter what. Which is just kind of like a backhanded thing that happens. It's like, you know, your parent saying, I still love you, but I don't like agree with it or whatever, which is how it went down for me. And that's kind of like, that's not a good thing. (laughs) Like, you should, (laughs) you should be, um, not citing your traditions, mm. religion, et cetera, et cetera. When your child comes out to you, you should be like unconditional love and not like, hmm, I think this, that, and the other because that's what the tradi- traditions say. And okay, even though I know we can be a little bit emotionally stifling, I'll still support you, but I still believe in this, blah, blah, blah. Which is BS, you know? Yeah, like it's, it's a re- Tonrek, it's a relevant what the water tribe culture is you are uphold by bringing that up you are upholding that culture yeah um, like you can just you can just you, you you're you're independent of that you can just you can just be supportive on your own um and i think that's that's what that's what's happening in part one intentionally is like tonrak is like not able to separate um himself from that and i think it's a very realistic scenario and then at the end here i do think it's very realistic in him, in him bringing it up again i wonder if it's intentional on mike's part to have him be like this being a good moment, but still having that element of uh, of like bigotry in in his mind by bringing the culture up, or if, if it's like a plot reminder to something just that just happened two comics ago. Yeah, um, like I wonder if it was just like a just a thing that that didn't that wasn't supposed to mean that. But I think I do think it's supposed to be like a happy moment with Cora and and her dad, and I think it's yeah, it's, I think he's it's a, he's starting to learn. Yeah, and it's probably been a short amount of time here. Um, not that that's you know any excuse, but he's it's good that he said um, you have my support, and he's um, happy for Cora. And uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's like a very necessary and good callback to the the first part of Star Force. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. And then um, yeah, the, the we talked a, a lot about the I love you, I love you, Sam, I love you too, and uh, this this quote from. From Aang, from the lion turtle, through dark, though darkness strives in the void, it always uh, thrives in the void. It always yields to purifying light. Um, yeah, and uh, that's the end of the quote. And they're like uh, hands around their waists and they're holding hands. Um, but I love you. Yeah. Uh, it's I I I don't know. Like first, other than the gorgeousness of the panel, like honestly, like it's just most exciting to me that this is like wow, we can just like like this isn't like a definitive conclusion for Kor and Asami. This is just like a, a minor step forward in their relationship. This isn't like a happily ever after for them. Like there's still more to tell in the story and that and it's like let's see them like dating now that they say I love you. Let's see them like the, what's their domestic life going to be like? What's what are they like when they're not like on this giant oh, action mission? Um like See, that's uh, why we need chibi comics for so we can know. 
Let's just how about just, just like graphic? just like comic strips of like their domestic life. There you how, go. How about just we could just we could do the same format. Just we don't we don't need a plot. We could we just need. I don't, uh, I don't think I don't think people would go for that. Well, Nick wouldn't go for it, or the maybe even Mike wouldn't go for it, but uh, I would go for it. People would we would buy it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean that's true. I would. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, the, what do you what do you think of my what do you think of my reaction that um it's just like a, it's not a, a happily ever after and it's so exciting that this is like stage one of uh, a story to be told in the future. It's only the beginning. Yeah, and yeah. like I'm just I'm so like excited for future installments of that. I know? am as well. I'm excited to see what's going to happen in the future with it, and to see if you know Asami will get kidnapped a couple more times because that's what always happens to her. Why? But yeah. yeah, no more of that. Uh, yeah, no we've, more we've, of that. Even though she's had... like, she's like a kick-ass damsel in distress. Yeah, but like, no more. Stop. Yeah, we're we're fine. We're we're good on the the the, the being captured. Um. Yeah. So we'll see in two years when <laughs> the the comics continue. Yeah. When we have a what, what would the next comic be? Not because <sighs> because they gave like a little uh preview like oh this lizard man might be back. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get back to that in a second. Let's let's continue. Let's go through the other um, Korosami moments. Uh, we have Lin in the beginning saying, uh, "I'm sorry about Asami. I heard you too." Dot dot dot. <sighs> Lin. Yeah, what do you think about that? <sighs> er, we earlier uh, like Bolin accidentally outed them to Lin. In the yeah, earlier. Bolin. Yeah, but uh, y- you know my feelings on Lin. I personally. <laughs> think and it's the headcanon of many that her and kaya are or were together at one point and she's just kind of being like oh i'm official i can't like be out at my job yeah do you think lynn's comment here at all supports her being gay herself yes (laughs) okay good i'm I'm happy yeah guy well when will we do kaya and lynn it's everyone is clamoring for it never i don't know it does it like it's not like it's 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 not like it's been a thing in the canon but it fits it can fit very easily into it fits really well <laughs> into the canon of the show it's not like we've seen i guess we saw lynn and tenzin oh i forgot about that we've scarred that from our minds um yeah but, who cares about that yeah irrelevant um but uh yeah it's i i, I think that's a possibility for the future they, here are they, my thoughts yeah Kaya and Lynn take Korra and Asami on a double date vacation. And they just like go and like to like a beach or something and they're just hanging out. I am in. Let's do it. Yeah, into it. Yeah. So that's the next comic. Yep. We've just we've decided. Um we talked about this moment with uh Tokuga, how noble of you to defend your girlfriend. Um I like that even the uh, the villain acknowledges the the legitimacy of their queerness. Like, uh, mm-hmm. good job, Tilka. Yeah, good job. <laughs> Weird. Or maybe he was like, "Oh, your girlfriend." Uh, whatever. I don't think he said it like that. I don't know. You can't tell with bold text what they're saying, really. Yeah, true. Um, a- this moment on the airship, Korra bu- uh, air bubbles her her and Asami um, when the poison gas was released. I thought that was a Korasami moment. Sure. They touched faces for a brief moment. Well, you we also have, as long as we're together, we can overcome anything. And then their faces touch, yeah. After Aww. The, I thought that was a good moment, too. That's I cute. Thought th- I was surprised they didn't kiss there. Well, it's not the appropriate time to kiss. At the... Uh, at, at, right after almost suffocating in a uh, crashing blimp? Yes. Okay. 
Not the right time. Not the right time. Okay. Um, and uh, we'll sa- we're saving the uh, best for last. We have Mako <laughs> talking about <laughs> Koran Um Mako said he's only acting weird because his exes are dating each other now, and he hasn't had any experience with that, and it takes a little getting used to. And he right, says, Mako. but I think that you and Asami are perfect for each other, and I'm the most qualified person to say that. Wow, don't insert yourself into their relationship. <laughs> I think he's going great until that last line, <laughs> that last sentence. That's a terrible thing to say. That's such what, a, like, a straight guy thing. Like, just because you've kissed both of them, that means you're qualified to yep. know that they would be good kissing each I'm other. I'm qualified that's, to that's... say you two kissing would be pretty good. That's not what he meant. That's I know that's meant. not what he meant, but like. Did, did you like Mako in this moment? <sighs> no. No, but is that because you never never like Mako, or is it because yes. I, did you think this was as good as Mako is gonna get with Korasami? I mean, hopefully one day in the future, whenever Kor and Asami have kids, he'll be like Uncle Mako. Yeah, that would be nice. But we're just not there yet. Not there yet. The wound uh, is too fresh. Yeah, I think this is very mature of Mako. I agree, but like mm, that last line, bro. Yeah, well, let's ignore that because it wasn't supposed to be like that. I think you and Asami are I, perfect for each other. Uh, just took a little getting used to. I think this is. I think Mako has written very well in Turf Wars in terms of uh, Korasami, um, and uh, I think it would be. Uh, I think he would be weird about it at first. Um, but if Mako, like Mako, in new Mako, good good guy, um, in the good second guy Korra is. Uh, I think I think this is a good a good reaction from him. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I think. Uh, we're 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 happy with Mako. <laughs> we're sure for the first time. Yes, I job. mean, okay, it wasn't Mako who was like the bad guy throughout most of our core experience. It was more the shippers. Let's put it that way. Yeah, not really Mako's fault. We didn't love him in books one and two, but but you know, you know he he was like what seventeen. He's a kid. Yeah, so he was like nineteen more. or I don't know, I don't remember how old he's he more was. mature now. Okay, let's talk about quickly go through the other moments of uh, Turf Wars, um, the the plot stuff. Yeah, we talked a lot about Tokuga at the end. He's um, he's we haven't he's uh, he's defeated. Uh, we haven't seen the last of him. He'll lay low for now. Um, mm. so you seem to not be a fan of Tokuga, so obviously um, not. So I don't think you're excited for the prospects of him coming. Well, back okay, so I hope that the next comics are not about him. I hope they mean like they won't see the last of him, and he comes back in like ten years. Yeah, that's fine. I, I get leaving the door open for him is fine. I guess um, just because you don't know where the media of um, like future Korra media is going. Um, I don't like. I think he wasn't ultimately that successful of a villain. Like, I think his design is cool, but he has nothing going on narratively or characterization. Really, I would say it's really um, like oh, he turned into a lizard man. Yeah. yeah, like the most interesting about him is his relation to the spirits based on the his spirit scarring. Um, but so in that regard, like bringing him back as a vessel for spirit things, spirit storytelling, I spirit world storytelling, I think is fine. Um, but like he's not he didn't end up being an engaging villain. Uh, on the plus side, he was not a hindrance to the plot at all. I think he was just fine. He was like there like that. Like it could have been worse given book two of Korra. We like we've seen it worse. So yeah. um, I, I I don't I didn't I don't like this this ending to him like uh, we might see him again because, you know, like we're done with Tokyo. We don't need to do more here. But um, whatever. That's my reaction <laughs> is whatever. Um, Same. Other, 
Yeah, same. Okay, other other plot things we have um Julie's uh, election to president of Republic City. Are you excited Yay, for she's the she's the prez. Yes, wait. I'm excited for it. Julie's uh reign here. Yes. Yeah. Uh she's we uh, she's gets elected by this uh docu mover um that Varric uh, helps film uh, and we see her saving a kid. Um you're a, you're a documentary person, Sam. Yeah, I am. So what do you think of Varric inventing the documentary in, in Turf Wars? I mean, the beginning of documentary film was very dull. And, you know, about like 30, 40, 50 years down the line it became more interesting. So hopefully when Varric is old, he'll make more interesting movies in the end. Okay. Um, would you watch the... Julie presidential campaign documentary. It would probably be like propaganda, really. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a propaganda documentary for sure. Yeah. I mean, I would probably watch some of it, I would say. Yeah. Julie, great uh, throughout uh, Turf Wars. I think it's a, g- a good spotlight for, for Julie. And we're, we're excited for her presidency. We'll see if we see that in any media. Yeah. Presidents. Yeah. Uh, President, President Julie. Rip uh, Ryko. Yeah, what if Raiko comes back like seeking revenge? Yeah, and I don't think we should do that. Just <laughs> just a good. political graphic novel about like Raiko's I'm, I'm life. Good. I'm good. Let's not do that. Um, yeah, uh, we we have. Uh, I get we leave the spirit portal because Asami sports Korra and leaving it. Um, Kayum, who is imprisoned with Asami, is uh, is fine with that. Um, he, he abandons, he abandons his claim to the party. He says, I owe these two women my life. He is the dude who like was the main, like, I don't know. He like owns the land or whatever. I don't yeah, he remember. He owns the land around the portal. Yeah. I'm over like land developing. <laughs> I think that's the know. first we saw of that in Korra. But... I don't know. But like, like, okay. So Avatar had more of a, not this. And Korra had some of this, where, like, the politics sort of get in the way of everything. I'm not a fan of that. That kind of just, like, puts everything around red tape. And you have stories like this where, you know, you're basically fighting a land developer, and that's just boring, isn't it? Yeah, who owns the, the Sparrow Proto land was not the most engaging uh, plot line. We had the airbenders protesting. Um, we go through their, their protest there. And, uh, yeah, that was fine. And uh, General Iroh... Uh, was with the United Forces was resisting them. Did you like seeing General Iroh? I don't care about him. I thought I feel like were you a General Iroh fan? I don't remember. No, I don't remember either. Probably not. <laughs> He's just Zuko Part Two. Zuko Part Two. He didn't do anything. This Part Three. He did. He did nothing in Turf Wars Part Three. Um, he's. Uh, we'll see if we see more from General Iroh down the line. Uh, we saw Jagarla several times. That here. was the the lady, right? To the creeping crystals head. I, I yes. have a question. Was the creeping crystals the thing that Boomy put on Sokka and Katara in like what was it? The Earth King or whatever episode that was? Not the Earth King, um uh, Omashu. Omashu, uh, yeah. yeah. King of Omashu, whatever episode that was I don't remember so uh, yeah, I think that's what that's supposed to be. Um, so why does they but th- does she know that you can just eat it? <laughs> No, because you can. Look it up. Maybe it's not supposed to be that. Um, it's Gemini. Uh, they say in, in in here. It's the the original creeping crystal. Um, 
But uh, Jagarla, she I thought uh, continues to have an incredible design. Um, but uh, wasn't she one of Irene's OCs? Yeah, but well, I mean, there's a character written about Irene. I don't know. I don't remember how that started. But yeah, she's um, looks fantastic, but did nothing interesting. It's the same thing. She could just eat it. <laughs> okay, so you she, she's trying to be she... all threatening with like that flower. She's like, you know, creeping crystals, right? It just swallows up organic matter and suffocates it. I'm just like, you can just eat it. Okay, so uh, we've determined that uh, we should have eaten the yeah. We've uh, Sam is the uh, Gemini page on the Avatar Wikia. So, yeah, so okay. you can just eat it. So what's yeah, the there's point? There's a Jagarla thing here too. So yeah, okay. Well, what's the point? Um, yeah, pro or you want to see Jagarla again? Uh, sure. I would like to know her better. She seems interesting. Yeah, I think she's more successful than Tokuga for the most part. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, let's see what else. What else uh, do we have in uh, this comic? And we the whole thing on the airship with the poison gas or forcing Asami to make the poison gas. And then uh, Asami breaks it, um, like uh, it like breaks it, puts it onto the ship, and then we have this action scene on the on the ship. Um, I thought this was a very good sequence on the airship. Uh, I agree. Could be the probably the most successful plot sequence of the entirety of Turf Wars. Um, yeah, there's just like a lot happening that like felt like uh, close together, and you have Kayum like chopping off his uh, his tentacle and. Uh, He's a Tokuga Chi blocks Korra um, with the the air bubbles. Um, Asami driving the ship while this is happening. Um, I thought this was uh, very uh, other than the Korasami stuff. Probably the number one scene of all of Turf Force. I would agree. I mean, it's interesting because the whole time I was reading, it, I was like, "This reminds me of like an action sequence from Avatar or Korra," and I'm like, "Yeah, no, does Sam?" Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's Mike same. writing it. Yeah, it's the same thing. So the same thing um and then i think the only other thing i have is the uh the uh closing the spare part of the other uh epilogue stuff uh shiro shinobi was uh broadcasting the yeah you were hype about that yes he doesn't get enough screen time anymore i know when was the last time we saw shiro shinobi season one or season two no season two i think yeah, rip. Uh, well, he's there. Uh, Bol- okay, here's this is an important question for Sam. Bolin has quit being a cop at the end of Turf Wars Part 3. Yeah, I know. What is he going to do next? You are the resident Bolin expert. Am I? Yes. So I want you to determine Bolin's future career path. I mean, I, honestly, I took it that he was going to like either kind of be in the cabinet of Shuli's... Oh. <laughs> presidency okay or that he was going to go back to movers or something movers he could be a mover star what what uh what de- what department would bolin run in julie's cabinet oh god i don't know <laughs> he's kind of dumb what is he good at <laughs> postmaster general <laughs> okay bolin is postmaster general that's what we yeah i can there. you can totally see that he would be like a cute little mailman just giving everybody his, their mail because it's the, like, why does the president just have to govern over one city, state, whatever? Oh, so he's uh, the entire Avatar world's postmaster general. No. No, just what? Just uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think you just want to see Bolin in like a mailman outfit, fan art. Maybe. That. Yeah, that'd be good. I think uh, that would be cute. That I think okay, new new thing. He doesn't have to be 
postmaster general, he can just be a mailman. Just, just a mailman. Okay. Just so a we, mailman. He can be a mailman. We've solved it. Yeah. Yep. I, I do like this because I don't think Bolin fits being a cop. And uh, I guess uh, maybe every future Korra uh, comic, we can just have Bolin doing a different job. Yeah. That, oh, dude, that's a, that's such a good idea. Just Bolin just having like a billion different weird jobs. Like he'll be a mailman and then he'll work at like the zoo and then he'll like, I don't know. Try being like a department store owner or whatever. I think probably that's what we're going to do. <laughs> I think uh, that's, I could see Mike doing that. Oh, Bolin. Okay, let's get the fanfics out there. What careers will Bolin uh, partake in? Oh, I've seen like noodle shop AU ones that were pretty good. Maybe he will own a noodle shop. Wow. Yeah, I mean, going back to season one. That's yeah, that, that's that's when I was reading those fanfics. The Bora fanfics? Mm-hmm. I still have a lot of them bookmarked. Mm. Don't, don't. don't mm. D- Dylan, it was 2012. I was like 17 going on 18. Look, I don't blame you for originally being Bora, but I think we've moved past that now. Don't at me. <laughs> okay, I won't at you. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's it we've covered here. Let's get Allie's opinions on Turf Wars. Let's bring in Allie Martin. Could not be here with us tonight but she says the writing was all right boring but to be expected since they're focused on the course i'm relationship first and foremost um i want to be optimistic about the upcoming comics now that the gay has been addressed properly in story format hopefully writing slash plotting will have more time and room to become fleshed out depending on how long they intend to keep the comics going also hopefully cora and lgbt will stay consistent um through in the background of an actual story again depending on how far they're going to take this or maybe Korasami will split up and the world will end who knows tune in next wow that's not going to happen no, they, we can never, we cannot break up Gorin Asami. Yeah, Ali, they're gonna be together forever. Stop. Yeah. Or maybe they will break up and they'll start to date other people, and then they're like, "I miss Cora," or "I miss Asami," and then they get back together. There you go. Let's just do that in the next comic. Let's have it. Yeah. Just be relationship drama the entire. Yeah, time. let's do it. <laughs> we would be like, we don't need the story. Like, we can just do that. Yeah, we it- can. A person can live off of just a ship. Let Cora relax. She's been doing Avatar stuff nonstop for the past two years. Like, uh, exactly. I don't know. It's, there's a time skip, but um, let yeah. her just be her and like have her girlfriend like take her out to dinner and then like have stupid fights and then have to sleep on Mako and Bolin's couch because they get into a fight. But then they make up and then they love each other. Yes, do it. See, it's 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 that easy, Mike. <laughs> these Nickelodeon these comics will sell like hotcakes if you follow this advice. Yes, that's how I to get for you. Yeah, exactly. Like, come on, like, dude, everybody loves relationship drama. I I agree. That's why there's all the fanfics. Exactly. Okay, let's do it. Um, Ali says about the Mako scene, perfect, good explaining slash wrapping up of initial awkwardness and Mako being grown up and mature about everything. Uh, Bro TP is back in business. Okay. Bro t- and- is that what we're calling Makora now? Bro TP? Uh, no, because you had to say Makora, so... Um, who okay <laughs> um ali was not a fan of page 33 uh which is when the action scene of when they bust into where sami is being held captive um she didn't like the art on that um the wow and keep ending in there yeah um it's, it's like a <laughs> it is it is a little bit silly. <laughs> it's like fizz crack yeah. compared, to, like, compared to the stuff on the ship later it's definitely like a lot worse but i don't know whatever um in general i think that irene's art has been incredible throughout the three of these yes yeah 
definitely. Um, she says about uh, this uh, air bubble thing that we we're talking about later. She's an angle that I hadn't seen elsewhere, which is that um, Cora using and reversing the same tactic that caused her emotional and mental trauma and literally almost killed her three plus years ago to, oh, save, wow. her, to save her and her girlfriend from certain death is iconic and no one can change my mind. That's what that is. Says. That is pretty iconic. I agree. That's it. I love that take by Ali. Yeah, like the 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 air bubble not being used to suffocate, but to um, breathe life into the one you, the one she loves. Mm, that's pretty, very that's pretty deep. poetic. Yeah, I think there's more depth than we give this credit for from Mike's plot here. I mean, yeah, but I'm I'm dumb and I don't. <laughs> I also did not uh, think of that until Ali said it. So yeah, exactly. Um, only Ali picked up on it. Um, Ali says about Tokugawa, they really need to keep Tokyo around as a character slash have him come back in the next comics uh, when they're where they're going to the Fire Nation in some way. Is he going to go to the spirit world and try to make an evil spirit army against humans, uh, human nations and come all uh, out surprised? You thought you'd seen the last of me. Um, Are they going to the Fire Nation? I don't know if that's been confirmed, but that would make sense. Is that the take we're supposed to get from that? Um, I've seen I've seen some speculations about the Fire Nation. I don't think it's confirmed, but uh I would like to go. We've we've been waiting to go to the Fire Nation and Korra for forever. Um, but yeah, I don't really know what we're doing with Tokugo. Um Oh yeah, so we oh last we even talked about the uh, bequeathing of the uh, portal land to the Air Nation. Um, oh, is that what happened? Yeah, they they give it to Tenzin and the Airbenders. The uh, so they own that now instead of Kaum. Um, Ali says, is calling slash essentially stating the Air Nation one of the most spiritual people by giving them a monopolization of the Republic City portal going to be considered prejudice against the other nations Damn. that associate with them? Do Northern and Southern water tribes have the same mandate going on the spirit portals in their area since the Earth and Fire Nations seem to be left out? Is it going to be a potential issue in the next comics? Probably not being uh not uh, probably not but being an earthbender i'm a little peeved about it uh so the congrats the air nation okay so uh the air air and or uh, earth and fire nations do not have portals spare portals so it's is that it's so should they all get portals is that what we're saying i don't think it really matters though i think that if if this was the thing that had any significance then yes that we should equally everybody should portals. have portals and they should just like create a subway throughout the portals to get to the nations faster at the end I mean, really that's like it's like a yeah you can it's fast travel yeah, yeah but that's like dumb Dude, this is uh how you, this is the uh operating in the avatar world is just we're traveling through the portals i don't know are the portals next to each other in the spirit world no right they're in different locations within the spirit world so you'd have to travel within the spirit world yeah I'd like more info on the spirit world in the next comic, too. Like, I don't. Good. I feel like I've had enough of the spirit world. We've done world. a lot with it in Korra, but we've done, like, specifics. I don't know. Yeah, um, but that's, like, the thing. Like, I don't care. They, I don't think they're going to do specifics, also. Um, also, like, they made this uh, eel, uh, uh, Spirit One, um, which I don't call him that anymore, the voice of the uh, spirits here. And he's, he's the spirit president. He's the spirit president, yeah. Is Katara still the president of Waterbending? Yes. Okay, noted. She well, is. Yeah, well, we see Katara again. I, well, you know my take on that. Don't, okay, don't kill her, no. Like, she should have been dead, but, you no, know. That's, she's alive. Not, uh, okay, so in, in retrospect, I see that that's kind of problematic to say that, but she's old. You wanted the drama. You wanted yes, the drama, I wanted but... the drama. I don't. No I want drama. the drama of just, death. Just fluff. No drama of death. Just and then fluff. who's going to be the waterbending president now? I don't know. Maybe Kaya? I guess Kaya, yeah. That'd be good. More Kaya in the next comics as well. 
Um, and then uh, last, Ali says about the ending, good, gay, good. I would have liked another kiss. I also Loki sort of thought Cora was getting ready to propose, but will now know. But it was gay and good. Uh, bring back Lion Turtle slash end quote on Julie, the optimistic future inspiring. Okay. You don't have to be kissing your girlfriend all the time. I mean, you don't have to, but when you want to. Yes. <laughs> if it is consented between the two of them, yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think it's like somewhat powerful in that this comic can be this part three can be so gay without having any kisses while part one and two had multiple. Um, but also it would have been nice to see one. I don't know. It, it, yeah. it's, it's good and overall i uh you know i'm i'm, I'm, I'm i don't know i don't think i'm quite i and like society on the whole are quite there yet to where i can complain one way or the other because it's like you know at least we have the representation right like but you know that's neither here nor there yeah okay uh it's i mean yeah, as we discussed i think overall the representation i think shines through uh with turf wars Well, whenever we get, like, you know, less of a news feature on, like, oh, guess what? This cartoon had two girls kissing or whatever. And whenever that becomes less of, like, a not, like, a newsworthy thing, but, like, less of a thing that, like, kind of rocks the earth and more of, like, a commonplace thing, I think that is when I will personally be ready to formally criticize things. Yeah, yeah. I, while it's still being like, uh, while it's still breaking ground, it's hard to it's hard to, it's hard to criticize when it's um, unprecedented. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I I just find myself happy at the, the time being for the the things we are getting that are that are being like uh, progressive and advancing it. Um, but I also understand if if people want to criticize it as well because it should be everything should be everything should be evaluated from a criticism. everything should be criticized all the time ever. That's what podcasting is for. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Last thoughts, Sam, on Terror Force Part 3. Um, I feel like I did have a last thought, but then I forgot it. Okay. So I, no I, I, I think the... Mo- the oh, yeah. I, I remember it now. Um, so why do all of the Air Bison just have RAR as their onomatopoeia sound? That's your last thought? Yeah, because they all say RAR. Do multiple bison speak? Yes. Make sounds in this comic? They do. It's not just Doogie? Yes. Okay. There is a scene with multiple air bison. They're all just doing bar. So you think they should say they have different onomatopoeias? <sighs> give me give me some examples of what other air bison onomatopoeias Oh, I'm not going to do that for you. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, Sam, if you have to, you're talking a big game here. Yeah, but can, but... You, but can you come up with some? I'm like, do you want me to make like air bison noise? Is that what you want? Yes, I do. I do very much want that. Ugh, okay. Um. Oh, I don't remember how it happens. Yeah, because we're just reading it. We in comic. Yeah, exactly. We didn't listen to so, it. Well, okay. So the rar is like like that. Mm-hmm. Um. I was thinking more like a general, like a guttural sound, like like that. <laughs> it's cookie arrow. <laughs> so that was cookie arrow no one understands what that is but. yeah but i'm i'm leading with a u and not an r like <laughs> okay so how would you how would you transcribe that into onomatopoeia form probably just the word ug <laughs> so just say ug 
Yes, Ugg is, is better like, than Rar. Rar like is multiple like multiple H's or something. Yes. Okay. <laughs> they're not just being like, Ugh, like yeah, FML. like <laughs> That's what Bison are doing. <laughs> That's <laughs> hire me for your Sky Bison voice well, acting. Quite D. Bradley Baker levels here. I <laughs> was it talking? No. Was it saying words? <laughs> no, it doesn't. What if the bison did talk? Would that be good? They do an Aang's dream. Would that? Oh yeah, they do. But that's different. That's different. Yeah. Hey, so that's. I love you. They are. That's what they. That, yeah. That's what Appa says. Yeah, that's what Appa says. He says, "Aang, I love you." He sounds menacing in that voice. I'm sorry. I just don't have vocal cords. <laughs> I guess. So yeah, do you do animals like just make noises? I think they do have vocal cords. I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know how it works. That, like maybe it's like a breathing thing. Yeah. I don't, Why I'm can't sure. animals talk words like we do? Please leave that in the comics because I don't feel like looking it up. Well, they can't yell. I mean, that's a mouth thing. Like they don't have the. But also, like they can't. They don't have language. Um, but what if air bison do though? What if that's that? Okay, next comic. Be different sounds from. <laughs> The air bison. They literally there. There are like multiple panels where they just say "rar." I'm looking at one of them. Okay, I did not notice that. It's so page nine, and then whenever Cora gets on Oogie, he rars. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. Or that's page eight, actually. Sorry. No yeah, problem. It's just a general rar. I, I know. I see what panel you're. Looking. It's just a general rar. I don't know if it's implied that they're all making the same rar. <laughs> It's not like it's coming out of all of their mouths. It just says it in the top left. <laughs> it's just so weird. <laughs> it is a little weird. I, could either, but I didn't think of anything of it. I just went right by it. But yeah, also none of them even seem to be opening their mouths. Exactly. So it's so just, I'm not sure where Are they the just roaring from? from like their legs? Like what's going on? <laughs> do air, do everybody uh, speak out of their butts or something? Is that... <laughs> that is not what I was saying. And then on page 47, Oogie does say roar. Yeah, that one. I, that's the one I thought you were referring to. No. Yeah. Okay, that's thank you, Ruby. No problem. Thank Again, you. hire me if you ever need any Air Bison vocals. That's a frequent request that people. It, it's nobody ever needs that. You can do it yourself. What about for their uh, their fan projects? Of, uh, I mean, Air Bison um, stories. I don't know. Are we shipping the Bison? No. What else would you write stories of? I don't know. Maybe it's just uh, like... That core episode where the kids go off on their own. Or like, like um, what do you call it? Homeward Bound or something. Where like... Obviously we'd have Appa's Lost Days. Um, Where Oogie... Let's... Okay, new fan project. Homeward Bound, but with Oogie, Naga, and Papu. There you go. Take that one. Surprised we didn't do that core episode. To be honest, a animal solo episode sounds like something. Yeah, how come we didn't? Um, I'm thankful we didn't. I guess. I guess because core didn't really have any filler. Yeah, if it was Avatar style, we would have done that. This. uh, (sighs) Well, one one can dream. One can dream. Okay, so I'm glad that we got into this important topic at the end here. So. Yeah, because I was like, I know there was something I wanted to talk about that was kind of dumb, but it wasn't the I'm, crystal I'm thing. glad you remembered that. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Important. Please, in the comments, tell us which onomatopoeias that you would uh, you would have Air Bison say if you were if you were 
doing yeah. the lettering slash writing of of Turf Wars. So, um, what what other noises can our bison make? Please tell us at overlyanimated.com or in the <laughs> YouTube comments at youtube.com slash overlyanimated. Yeah. Yeah, please tell us. Or tell right. us on our Discord, overlyanimated.com slash Discord. Come to the Avatar channel and uh, tell us the, the sound the bison make. Yep. And yep. Uh, yep. Uh, support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patrons of the podcast, Lily, um, aka Panda Lily. Woo! Our and our patron executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Hugh. Um, who knows when we will next talk about Korra or Avatar? <sighs> I guess in like a couple of years, whenever they release a thing, yeah, or we'll an, maybe the court, maybe the the Kiyoshi, maybe. Thing. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. It's a podcast about a book. That's hard, but um, we just did comic book. I, I, I just, people podcast about books. Yeah, I mean, we're a TV shows and movies podcast. This is already off topic for us, but that's okay. Wow. But any Korra stuff and Avatar stuff is automatically in. Is is in? Yep, grandfathered in from the feather from the spirit world clause. Rip, rip. Um, it's not rip. It's a good thing. Okay, so uh, yes, check out overlyanimated.com for other stuff. Uh, talk with us uh, on our Discord. Um, and uh, yeah, check out past from the spirit world podcast. Jk, don't do that. Um, so... Do it so you can make fun of us. We're fine. <sighs> that's what you think. Yeah, that's. <laughs> We're fine. Okay. I recall Thanks, saying a guys. lot of knucklehead, knuckleheaded stuff. None today, though. Perfect track record tonight. Yeah, especially when I was making all those bison noises. <laughs> that was not knuckleheaded. That was good. All right. Pod- hashtag good podcasting. Okay. Thanks <laughs> for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.